Some controversial price changes for Unity, the game engine serving as the foundation for a ton of games, big and small, has ironically been tearing the gaming industry apart this week. We'll try to lay it all out. And PlayStation Nintendo had directs showing off a bunch of exciting stuff this week. We're going to talk about all this stuff and a whole bunch more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things happening in the video game industry, coming to you on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services, everywhere, GNW. It's all you got to know. Three little letters, and then you'll be full of information about all the, the things, all the things, everything. My name is Erock the Red. Joined every single week by this man right here, Full Clip. How are you, dude? What's going on? What's up? You know, that was a hell of an intro. Almost blasted mm. me back in the seat there. Dude, but I am fired up. Let's keep it's, that um, energy up. Yeah. the um, It's the weather's changing. It's like that fall. We got that fall. Look at me. I got my like my, my oh, little yeah. hoodie flannel on. Dude, I'm ready to go. It look, it's really pointy. I don't know if I like that. It looks weird. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like, dude, I'm 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 super excited um, that I, I feel like I don't feel the need to like force myself to go outside and play or do yard work or whatever. Now it's looking a little chill in the air. I just sit with a nice cup of cocoa, play oh, some yeah. video games. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm not quite in that mind state yet. I want to hit the lake up one more time this summer. All right, well, hit the lake up, dude. Get out there because your time is running out. Oh yeah. What have you been up to? Just hitting the lake? No, no. Uh, unfortunately, not. I wish I were. Been uh, playing a little bit of Titanfall 2 this past week, though, and that's Ooh, been fun. Have you nice. heard of the little little bit of a revival going on? No, tell me. All right, so this is going to get into some news, and we'll just say it now so it doesn't have to come yeah, up later in the show. I want to know. So, I, I did see a little snippet that there was, like, updates or something, right? Yeah. So okay. the game was updated officially for the first time in a while, I guess. I didn't know it was so broken, but apparently it was, and people were mm. having to use an alternative launcher or something instead of the regular Steam version uh, using maybe non-official servers, if I understand that correctly. Mm. But uh, what's what's happening now, they had this massive Steam sale for the past couple of weeks and running to the 18th. Um, the Ultimate Edition of Titanfall 2 was only $2.99, and I believe different regions are also you know, pretty similar in price. Right. Yeah, so it, it bumped up the player count to a pretty good number for a game from, I think, 2016. So it's, it's how, how old is that? Like, uh, yeah. I'm bad at math. I'm very seven bad at Seven years? Six, six seven years. 2016, yeah. Yeah, seven-year-old game. But this is coming while we're also getting some hints. Um, with these updates came these plushy dolls in the game, in Titanfall 2, hidden around the maps of Nessie, who's a character from Apex Legends. Um, I don't know that much about Apex Legends, but apparently that's a big deal. And at the end of the the patch notes for Apex Legends, there's an Easter egg that says, like, incoming transmission. And it, uh, it has something about Nessie, and then it had three codes, which were, like, uh, some sort of programming language timestamp. And each of those corresponded to the launch dates of Titanfall 1, 2, and Apex Legends. So, maybe oh. Titanfall 3? <laughs> that would be dope. Um, I do remember, like, there aren't there those Nessie things in Apex 2, like, uh, hidden in, in certain areas? I think I remember seeing those years ago, Might maybe, what it is. when it came out. But, I, yeah, I don't know. But that's really cool. I bought the Titanfall, like, the, the thing on... the. The previous Steam sale, um, like six months ago, I got it for the same price, three bucks. And uh, I haven't, just because I heard it runs great on the Steam Deck, the campaign that is, yeah. I never even thought about, you know, jumping into the multiplayer. Then I watched your video um, that you, you put out, would you play in the multiplayer? And I was like, oh my God, it just brought back, it was such a good mm -hmm. game, dude. It's such a fun game. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing about Titanfall and playing that attrition mode. You don't have to like no life the game to be effective in that mode because you can just kill grunts and kill the specters yeah. and things. The uh, the PVE part of it, and uh, right. 
don't focus so much on the other pilots until you get in your Titan, and then you can start exactly. really messing stuff up and being effective without being uh, yeah, no life. I remember when yeah, when that first came out, I hadn't got I hadn't played much um, uh, first person shooters, and that's exactly what I did. Like I would just like kill enough people like the grunts and stuff like that to get my Titan. And then I'm having a blast. I'm out there. And then like, you know, I might lose my Titan and then I would, you know, go back to square one, but, and then you get better and better. Yeah. It's, that's a fun game, but yeah, I definitely want to get back in there, especially after seeing you play it. Um, I also played an older, not as old uh, first person shooter, but I played, uh, I played some modern warfare too this past week. I did. I, um, I bought a, a new, uh, Solid state drive for my PlayStation uh, uh, extender. So I got another terabyte. First thing I did was uh, put on Modern Warfare 2 since, since I didn't have room for it uh, previously. And um, yeah, I got in there. It was, I had a lot of fun. I just played some multiplayer. Um, and I was like, yeah, I remember. Like, it's just, it's fun to just jump in, play like, you know, four or five games and then go play something else. And that's basically what I did. I played that. And then I would go play, um, when I would get, like, bored or annoyed, I would then, I went and played Sea of Stars. And I'm having a blast playing Sea of Stars, too. It's a nice, nice. like, combination of, um, you know, something to just get my adrenaline going, get that um, competitive nature if I need to. And then yeah. go have, like, an enjoyable experience where there's, like, no, like, competitive nature or no, like, real worry about anything in Sea of nice. Stars. And I've been... It's been it's been nice. It's been enjoyable. You found the balance. That's good. I did. I did. Yeah. So, so in, um, in Modern Warfare Two, did you see like Homelander and Starlight running around yet? Mm-mm. I didn't, but I saw some Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um. So that was exciting. But yeah, I didn't see any of the other. Um, the um, a lot of pink. I saw a lot of pink. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Should we move things along? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's talk about our new releases from this past week. All right, first up, Eternites came out on PC, PS4, and PS5 on September 12th. This one is a action role-playing game slash dating sim. Um, so it's it reminds me a lot of the Persona series. The only difference being it's not turn-based like that. This is more of like a hack-and-slash uh, fighter. It's got like a combo system. Um, and you got like this weird, like sword arm thing that you could, I don't know. It looks cool. The whole premise is that, um, it's like a post-apocalyptic world where like people have turned into monsters and there's only a certain number of people left and you got to date them or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I looks- watched the trailer. That was the strangest part because you're like looking at the cool battle scenes and yeah. then the character's like, should we go on a date? <laughs> yeah. This is where it got me. This is, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. This game's for me right here. All about like that fight monsters drama. and uh, go uh, get with some fresh hotties. Um, but yeah, it, and then I guess so. It's like got dungeons. It's like a not so much like a dungeon crawler, but you go into the you have to like plan your day, much like the Persona games, where like mm-hmm. you have the opportunity. You're like, okay, I could go on a date, or I could go in this dungeon, kill monsters, and like level up. And you have to like balance your your work slash love life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a tough, it's a tough one, um, but it, I guess it all depends on you know the monsters and the and the baddies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one looks fun. Is that something that you seemed that you'd be interested in checking out? It looks cool. I mean, if it's if I ever have the opportunity to see it on Game Pass or something, I might install it, try it out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. All right, next up, Axolotl came out September 14th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, XS, and Nintendo Switch. Um, this is a top-down, like, bullet hell, kind of like a Vampire Survivors-style game. It's a roguelike. Um, and it's just, you, you play as an Axolotl with an AK. So that's where the title comes from. AK Solato, like Axolotl. Um, but I guess there's, like, a ton of other different guns uh, a bunch of cool bosses, like power-ups, which make it like, you know, they're randomized. Everything's randomized, which make it that roguelike uh, word. And then, like, um, you got to collect baby axolotls called axolittles. And they give you bonuses or something? I really don't know. But this game looks dope, and I am excited to check it out. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. Um, it, it reminded me of that Super Animal Royale 
sort of mixed mm. with a binding of Isaac because it's got that top-down pixel style. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the, the characters are very strange. And yeah, they're all animals, and they're like different. They, they look real cool. Um, like the bosses and everything have a, a unique style to them as far as like, you know, they look menacing, but also cute. Yeah. Which is the fa- my favorite thing in games. Things that could look yeah. menacing, but also cute. You know? Like me, personally. Menacing, but also cute. And then the Crew Motorfest came out on September 14th on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. This is the next game in the Crew Racing series. Um, it's like an open world racer. In a lot of ways, similar to like the, the Forza series. Um, this one, you're just racing around Oahu, uh, the Hawaiian island, which is nice because there's like beaches you race around and a volcano that you could climb up. Um, but I guess there's like hundreds of licensed vehicles and a bunch of different race types. Um, there's like demolition derbies. There's a ton of stuff in this game. It looks action-packed. Uh, what is your thought on this one? I know you, you like to, to dabble in the yeah. racing titles. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't played this, but I did watch somebody stream it last night for a little bit, and I asked oh, nice. in the chat, um, you know, would you say that this is a markable difference or an upgrade behind the crew too? And they said absolutely. And that it's kind of somewhere in between. If you had Forza on the scale and you had Need for Speed on the other end of the scale, it's somewhere in between those two. And I can see that through the play, and I, I think that's probably kind of fun because it's it's got a little bit for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i think that's very well put yeah it does have that you know it's got all the licensed vehicles and stuff if you're into that like um more sim style racer but it's very arcadey in in all the features and everything that it provides it's not like super like power-ups and boosts and shit like that but um um it's not as it's not like a a racing stem or anything like that yeah and it had some uh, real-world tie-ins that seemed pretty cool, like the Gumball 3000 race. You can, I guess, race that race. Oh, um, that's and, awesome. And I saw going through the menus, they had like a section or maybe a featured playlist or something with Donut Media, who's a like a, a car YouTube automotive YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, I did see that in one of the trailers that I watched, and I was like, that's very cool that they're bringing yeah. in that sort of stuff. So. All right, and then, I mean, there were some other uh, games notable. Uh, Dune Spice Wars came out of Early Access. Uh, that's like a, a RTS game. It's getting a lot of love. Everybody's saying it's an amazing game, very well done, especially if you're a fan of the Dune series, which I am. I'm torn because I don't like real-time strategy games, but I love Dune, so I'm like, maybe I'll check it out. The the like, the like font on it um, looks like it might be a little too small for me to play on the Steam Deck, though, so... Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then Mortal Kombat 1, um, the official release we'll talk about in next week's show, but it, it's out now in early access for people that bought the the special edition. Uh, and it has, the review embargo is lifted too, and it's currently at an 85 on Metacritic, so it's getting a lot of love. Um, and then next week, review embargo has been lifted on Lies of P already, uh, and that comes out next week. This is one of the games I'm very much excited for next week, but that one just real quick, is that currently at 81 on Metacritic. So this 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 past, year, I guess, year has been the craziest year that I could remember in video games as far as, like, all these games that come out are, like, none of them are stinkers, really. Of, yeah. You know, yeah. a small percentage of them. Um, it's pretty crazy, especially this, like, this past, like, four months. Like, it's been insane. So, it's a lot of work, dude. we got a lot of work here. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting award season. Oh, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. We're going to have to do our own Gaming News Weekly Awards to, uh, you know, get the hype going. All right. It's time for news. You ready? Ready. Let's do it. Let's talk about our news of the week. Okay, so last week, PlayStation and Nintendo both had, like, directs on the same day. It was pretty crazy. Um, Nintendo's was in the morning. PlayStation was in the afternoon. So we had time to really, like, soak it all in. Let's talk about the PlayStation 1 first. Um, so this one was pretty pretty quick. It was maybe only a half hour. Um, showed mostly, like, third-party games and some nothing really new. 
there's one thing that was new, and I'm excited to get your take on this. Baby Steps. The Baby Steps, yeah. new Bennett Foddy game. Foddy, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Um, this is what started. It kicked off the, the whole Direct with this weird walking simulator. Um, and I was like, it looks to me like you're controlling the movement, the walking. And it because yeah. it was... It was very difficult. These guys kept falling down. What was your thought on this one? It, it looks interesting. It's funny to watch that trailer. Um, it's definitely not the first game to do something like that. I think there's right. a game called like I Am Bread, where you have to control each corner of the bread and make right. your way around the world. Um, but this one, it looks way more atmospheric than I've ever seen in a sure. game like that. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there's like there's probably a lot of weird, funny details packed into this world that I'd like to see. Yeah, I think this one's going to be same with like. You know, getting over it, how getting over it was such a popular game in the streaming community. I think this one's going to be the same thing. You know, it's just going to be like just simple walking and just trying to get from place to place. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't I don't know when that even comes out. It was like um, it's a summer of 24. So, you know, we got a little bit a little bit ways to go. But it looks very interesting. Um, the other big one, not that that was the big one, the the, the main big one that they talked about, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, they showed a new trailer for that and got a release date of February 29th, 2024. That was like the big, the big announcement to come with this one. Um, and that's going to be also on uh, two discs, which is, uh, you know, really much a, a throwback to the OG Final Fantasy 7. We got some new trailers for Spider-Man 2. There has been a lot of talk. So after this, like a lot of the news outlets got hands-on with a long demo for Spider-Man 2. And the buzz is a buzzin'. A lot of hype for this one. I told you that like I that I was watching some of these, like some of the hype and, and everybody talking about how this is gonna be bigger better this is going to be set the bar for superhero games going forward and i'm immediately like okay i'm like i gotta get i pre-ordered it basically you know so i'm very much looking forward to that one uh next month uh there's some dlc that came out for resident evil 4 uh adding uh ada wong as a playable character in re4 and then talked about the release for vr mode in re4 um avatar got a new trailer when it's it's going to be interesting to see how that one does i don't know if many people want to play avatar but the game looks graphically it looks amazing yeah so yeah we'll see that comes out december 7th but you know maybe by then that window of like you know games will be a little more open and avatar won't be a bomb um one of my favorite things that they showed was not even games. It was a new lineup of controllers and faceplates for the PlayStation 5. Some beautiful, a very well done trailer with some beautiful looking colors. Uh, those come out in, um, in the next few months. And then uh, they talked about Roblox coming for PS4. I know you were really hyped for that. You, you got all your uh, Robux that are just burning a hole in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Um, and they talked about a few VR games, Helldivers and um, Ghostbusters we got to look at. Uh, an exciting one, Foam Stars. We're going to get a beta for that. So September 29th, put it on your calendar, dude. We're going to be in there. We're going to be spraying people down with our foam. Yeah. So this was that one we saw a preview of that had, it was like Splatoon, right? Like PlayStation's version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to get in there. We're going to do it. We're going to foam everybody up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it showed more of how it works and like the characters and their special abilities and stuff. I'm like, all right, I could get behind this. We'll see. Um, and then Tales of Arise, uh, they showed getting a new expansion for all you JRPG fans. So that was pretty much it from the from the PlayStation One. Anything there um, excite you at all? <laughs> Definitely the walking game, but yeah. uh, baby steps. But uh, I was going to ask you about that Ghostbusters game uh, for the PlayStation VR two. Now, did you end up getting the VR two? I do. Yes, I haven't. Okay. I haven't used it very frequently, which is the so same you, problem you, I had with the last one. Yeah, there was that uh, asymmetrical Ghostbusters game yeah. that came out earlier this year, last year. Yeah, was that on PlayStation, or, or does that look different enough from this game? It, it looks very much the same. I wouldn't be surprised if it was if if it was the same engine. 
um, it, because it does. I was like, oh, they're they're you know moving that to VR. But I think this one is. I don't know if it's an asymmetrical game. Is it opposed to just a co-op like campaign? Uh. Um, but. I don't have any friends that play PlayStation VR, so I saw this. I was like, "Oh, Ghostbusters VR!" And then I was like, "Oh, but it's like you gotta like work with your friends to catch ghosts." I'm like, "That's yeah. not me. I ain't got no friends." But um, yeah. And the other one, the asymmetrical one for for console, uh, was fun. But again, better if you like have a group of friends that you're playing it with. And I I only play, I was only playing uh, solo, so um, you know, we'll see how this one is. All right, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct. Again, not a lot of big new announcements. Um, more looks at some other stuff that um, that had been previously announced. One announcement, though, that we did get was a, um, a remake, a remaster of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Uh, do you ever play this game? No. Yeah, it's very much beloved in the in the Nintendo community as far as what it does and, and how it um, how it plays in that style of game. So watching the trailer, and I'm like, man, why did I not play this? It looks awesome. So I'm hoping yeah. to check it out when the remaster does come out um, because it looks fun. I think my yeah, kids are gonna really like it too. Do you know which console it originally came out on? Was it like mm. Wii or GameCube? That's a good question. Um, I think it was um, GameCube, if mm. I'm remembering. Yeah, it was. I remember the game. The the so I used to work at Toys R Us, and I worked there. I believe when this game was uh, initially out, and I think I remember the case. So, um, yeah. So that was the big announcement. They also announced that Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake. Um, is going to be coming to Nintendo Switch. This is like a puzzle game. Um, again, I wasn't familiar with this game, but this is coming out in February of 2024. Uh, a Shadow Drop. They always like to do this at those things. Available right now, uh, F-099. So this is the next in the 99 um, grouping of games, which are basically their version of their free-to-play like Battle Royales on existing titles so they have like the tetris 99 the mario 99 and now f099 so it's like 99 people they're playing and slowly getting knocked out yeah um, this one this one's strange it's the first time i think i've ever seen like a racing yeah Battle royale yeah and i'm here like uh i haven't checked it out or whatever and i want to watch some gameplay of it but everybody that's playing it said like this is a fleshed out like game it's not just them slapping the 99 on it um they're saying it's really well done and the f0 it plays real nice too so um, it, it looks interesting, but that's for if you have a Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription. Uh, another cool one, the Princess Peach Showtime got a release date, March 22nd, 2024. So this is basically Princess Peach's, you know, g game. Very similar to like a Mario-style platformer, uh, except Princess Peach. Uh, Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 are all being remastered for um the nintendo switch is coming out february 14th and this one i did see is also coming out on other consoles as well um but i was like oh sweet they're remastering this game and then they showed like the upgraded visuals i'm like it still looks like shit yes. <laughs> like yeah, that's just that's... how old this game is you know there's not much uh -huh. you can do to it really yeah, what I'm thinking is if, like, the younger generation who grew up on the fully fleshed out 3D Laura Croft goes yeah. back and plays this game, they're going to be like, how did these old people play this? Yeah, exactly. You can't even see the contours of her bosoms. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that one, uh, I believe, is on all, all consoles. Luigi's Mansion 2, uh, we got a another trailer for, along with Splatoon and uh, Prince, of Prince of Persia game. We got a lot of new trailers for those. Um, Super Mario RPG new trailer and um, talk about November 17th release date for that. That's a big one. I know everybody in the Nintendo community is super hyped for that Super Mario RPG remake. Uh, and then they announced some, some games that are out on other consoles or PC that are making their way over to Nintendo Switch. So Trombone Champ, the classic trombone uh, playing game is coming to Nintendo Switch as well as the classic 
diving slash sushi restaurant game, Dave the Diver, uh, is coming over to Nintendo Switch in um, October. So that's pretty cool. Um, what else? Um, Unicorn Overlord. This one is exciting. A new tactical RPG uh, from the developer behind 13 Sentinels. They showed a trailer for that. Looks interesting. I liked the name Unicorn Overlord. I think I'll play yeah. anything called that. I don't even care what it is. I'm going to play it. Um, we got a new trailer for WarioWare. Those are exciting games. You ever play those? No. They're just ridiculous. Like two second mini games. They're just like, here, pick oh. your nose. And then uh, you move on. A uh, bunch of other stuff, like little things, Mebos and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, not a full, like, crazy uh, direct, but packed with information. Anything there uh, get you get you hyped? Um, I'm just not into the Switch that much anymore. I mean, yeah. if I had a, a good game that is best or only available on Switch, I'd probably pick it up at some point. But, yeah, it's like we were talking about before when they had more Mario games announced. A lot of that is just seems like it's made for little, little kids. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to be picking any of those up. Yeah. So you have a Nintendo switch. Yeah. Um, what, so what then has been like, what game did you play on it the most when you had it? So it's, it's mostly my wife's console there. So she was playing a lot of, uh, animal crossing and I played a lot of animal crossing too when she wasn't. And then the same with Disney Dreamlight Valley. I helped her a lot on okay. her play through that. Gotcha. Do you ever play like Mario Odyssey or the Donkey Kong games or Kirby or anything? Yeah. Them? Yeah. A little bit of Mario Odyssey and uh, the, the newer Kirby game. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Like it gets to a point now I'm mostly interested in this stuff because it's the kind of the stuff that my kid, I could see getting into, so, but yeah, personally, especially now that I have the Steam Deck for my handheld uh, stuff, like this stuff is interesting and I could see myself playing it and, or, or playing it with my son, but um, yeah, it's not really moving the needle for me too much, but especially like, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the end of the console life cycle, right? So we're not expecting yeah. huge releases or huge announcements so as far as when you take that into consideration the fact that they're still having these directs with a bunch of new game announcements it's it's impressive but um yeah i was hoping for that switch 2 announcement mm -hmm. but we'll have to keep on waiting for that one next up possibly the biggest scandal to hit the video game industry this year unity the game engine creator has initiated some price changes. Now this is a this is a, a big thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that go with this. So we'll try to we'll try our best to, to flesh this out. So basically they introduced a Unity runtime fee. Um, here I'll read the quote from Unity. It says we are introducing a Unity runtime fee that is based upon each time a qualifying game is downloaded by an end user. We chose this because each time a game is downloaded, the Unity runtime is also installed. Also, we believe that an initial install based fee allows creators to keep the ongoing financial gains from player engagement unlike a revenue share. This is scheduled to take place January 1st, 2024. Uh, and now exactly what it is, it's that so there are like, there's these tiers. Now, if a person, if a, if a developer is using the free personal Unity package um, and they have a project that passes $200,000 in revenue in 12 months and 200,000 lifetime installations, after that, Unity charges a 20 cent per install fee for that runtime fee. Um, and it will be detected by Unity's detection thing. Um, and then for levels above that, depending on which package of the Unity engine they have, the price varies. But this is like the base version. This is the one that's going to be affecting pretty much mostly the indie game developers um so now this being announced caused a huge uproar within gaming community the indie games community um so now let's talk about the unity engine like so 
if you've played a mobile game, you've seen that logo, Unity, because they are 80% of the mobile games out there use the Unity engine. I mean, Pokemon Go, Genshin Impact, I think the Call of Duty mobile, like the biggest games on mobile use this engine. And then games like Among Us, um, Cuphead, uh, and most recently, like, Dave the Diver, Sea of Stars, these are all Unity engine-based games. There's so many of them out there. And this is a, a fee that they're imposing on the installs that will, it's not going to be like, so they're not going to go back and charge it on installs that already took, took place. But any game that uses the Unity engine that still exists in the world, if it gets installed, say you bought this game 10 years ago and you install it after January 1st, that company's paying that 20 cents at the, you know, at the minimum of whatever their threshold is. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like the world, the, the gaming world, like lost their mind. They were talking about, so what about, I mean, because there's a lot of what ifs with yeah. this. Um, one of them being the, like, what if um, my game is on Game Pass and I get immediately, there's how many, you know, how many user, millions user base that have Game Pass. I'm going to get all these, installs they might they're not they're not paying for the game you know they got that money from microsoft say they got three hundred thousand dollars to put their game on game pass then they're going to get charged for that they later walked that back saying that now we're going to go back and forth a couple times because there's a lot of what ifs that they (laughs) might have gone back on saying that no the the people so they (laughs) said that microsoft is going to pay that fee or same thing with PlayStation Plus. It's Sony's going to pay that fee. Or say it's a, in a subscription service model, like you know, like a Humble Bundle or something. They're, so if that's part of that. No, the Humble is going to Humble Bundle is going to pay that fee. And now that's they just said that. Like I don't. There has been no uh, rebuttal from Microsoft or PlayStation or any of those services that are going to accrue hundreds of thousands of dollars if they decide to put so a unity engine game on game pass, you know? And I think like one of the biggest reasons people are freaking out about this is could this be weaponized? If you don't like a developer, if you're salty because the game isn't exactly what you thought it would be. And we know that gamers get like this. um, Could you then set up a bunch of, uh, I forget what they're called. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, like a bot or something that is just going to yeah. keep like, yeah, installing Just a network of, of like sandbox PCs sure. that you could install this over and over to and, and try to, you know, run up a massive bill for that company, even though you're not even paying for it. Right. So that was one of the questions that developers had. So the questions that developers had right off the bat, what about charity bundles? What about demos? What about multiple installs like that? So, Unity did come out with the FAQ talking about this, and I'll read you some of the points from that FAQ. They said, first of all, they started off by saying that um, this is not going to affect most customers, and more than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this change, um, meaning that they're all targeting those, the the big, like, among us, or, you know, something like that that's just getting, like, you know, tens of millions of downloads that will then have to pay this fee. But they also said that there is a fee on new installs only. Because once you meet the t- the two install and revenue thresholds, you only pay the runtime fee on new installs. It's not perpetual. You only pay once for an install, not an ongoing perpetual license royalty like a revenue share model. And then they said, um, how do we define and count the installs? Assuming the install and revenue thresholds are met, um, it says... Uh, developers are not responsible for paying a runtime fee on reinstall charges, fraudulent install charges. It says, we are not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs. We will work directly with you on cases where fraud or botnets are suspected of malicious intent. Um, and then they will not uh, charge on trials, partial play demos, and automation installs. It says, they're not going to count these towards your install account. Um but like games that are like a early access or say you have a demo that you can then 
unlock the full game, those are are counted. Um, but let's get back to the like all of this. How? So they're counting their own thing. Like, do we trust Unity's metrics when counting yeah. this? You know? Yeah. So you're you're talking about probably a tracker being installed in that Unity runtime so that when it's downloaded by somebody. The thing is, like, how are they going to actually know the difference between somebody's first installation if they don't have any other metric than it's being installed on this PC? And maybe the specs of the PC it's being installed on. But you don't necessarily have, like, a Steam account or a PlayStation or Xbox account. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they, they wouldn't get caught lying about it, but, you know, they seem a little money hungry at this point. Yeah. It's like, so even then, like, so if I have, um, if I bought the game and I could download it on, you know, get it on one, you know, multiple PC, I get it on a PC, on a Steam Deck, and anything else, those are all separate installs. Even paying for the game once they're then accruing these fees on all these other, yeah. other insults um so like another thing was like what about free-to-play games like the free-to-play yeah. model where you can go download this game and someone posted a tweet that had a you know really good breakdown it says they make a game the game is a freemium game makes two hundred thousand dollars from in-app purchases thus qualifying for this initial threshold and then it was downloaded uh three million times so now they now they owe unity 20 cents per 2.8 million installs five hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and that's three hundred and sixty thousand dollars more than they made overall yeah. so they're so like a little slight flaw in that logic because the other 2.8 million dollars or 2.8 million installs are probably going to net you more money after that I mean, yeah, if they're, and again, that all depends on like the, pre, the, the freemium model with the, you know, say, you know, only half of people want one skin in the game. You know, you got, you know, everybody's paying a dollar for this one skin or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's really like, it's pretty crazy. But going back to like these, um, making Game Pass or PlayStation responsible for this, like, I don't see this going over well with them. Especially when you look at how many Unity Engine games are on the service right now. Come January 1st, every time someone wants to check out one of those games, Sony or Microsoft or whoever are going to pay this. Like, I could see some big-time lawyers stepping up and being like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. You know? Like, because what are they going to... Like, what is Unity going to do? This is something that they... This is a term service that they, they just created long after the fact that like these games i saw someone else say like okay what if you lease a car signed a contract with all the terms on there and then they call you up and say you know what we're changing your contract we're charging you more every time you start the car oh yeah you know well i mean technically speaking i guess it depends on if there's a clause in there where they reserve the right to do this if they want to and you still signed it anyway I mean, you hope that a company doesn't do this, and if they do, we should reward them justly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So, real quick, one thing um, they did also say that they will waive the fee one hundred percent if the if these companies switch over to Unity's level play ad platform. So now this gives Unity control about um, the ads that are being uh, injected into the game. Now this is mostly for mobile games, which Again, like we said, Unity is a huge part of. So, um, and people are saying that's an attempt to destroy uh, another main competitor within that the mobile game ad market. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that they're really just holding these and small companies hostage that you know put a decent game out on a mobile thing, and they're like, okay, well, fine, you either give us money, it's like a it's like a mafia tactic, pay us this, or here, you you know, you work for us now. And we're going to put these ads in your game. We're going to say when the ads pop up. We're going to say what the ads are. So it's pretty crazy, this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, we see people talking about pulling their games off the platforms because they're afraid that they're going to maybe cross that threshold and be in trouble. Or um, maybe even the current games being worked on, they'll have to delay those games and rework them from scratch over in a different engine, like uh, Unreal Engine or something like that. 
right? Yeah, so there cause delays. was, I don't remember which developer started it, but there is a website that says, oh, it was like, ugh, I, oh, what the hell was it? It was something about, it was a super long URL, and it was like, uh, I have to move from Unity Engine to UnrealEngine.com or whatever. It's like one of the developers created that. But yeah, like you said, like, so, I mean, everybody's been waiting for Silksong, the new Hollow Knight game, after years and years of development. And the the guy just said, the developer just said, I don't care how many more years it's going to take. Like, if this is the way it is, we'll put this whole game that's near finished, we'll build it in another engine. Like, it's pretty crazy. So many developers came out and it was really interesting seeing all the responses. I'm going to run through a few of them. Um, one of them that was great was Cult of the Lamb. Basically just said, buy Cult of the Lamb now because we're deleting it on January 1st. So, like, that and um, Devolver Digital put a tweet out that says, definitely include what engine you're using in game pitches. Because, yeah, I mean, this is like, it's crazy watching the Unity which has been a major engine for all these years, within three days, destroy everything that they've built um, just so quickly. Just watch it. Like, nobody is going to build on this engine, even if they walked back all of these announcements, because, like, we see who they are now and what type of company this is, you know? Yeah. A lot of it came out when they became a publicly traded company, where it's like, okay, well, we're now we're just in it trying to make this money. So, yeah. And have you seen what's supposedly going on in the background with the stocks? I did. I did. I didn't include that. So we'll preface this. So the owner of the company sold off like I don't know two thousand shares of stocks prior to um, this announcement. But I did read that that was a planned um, thing going into it there's still a lot of skepticism about the timing and everything yeah but it was like planned bonuses or something uh one of the one of the other dudes who's like uh head of strategy or something like that there apparently sold off about three million dollars worth of stocks too oh shit i didn't see that one um that's crazy so yeah i definitely i recommend like just google like unity devs like controversy because there are so many people like that took to not twitter x i I feel so dumb saying that i hate saying x um talking about this like um agro crag they talked about like they you know they were just getting ready to release another crab's treasure it's going to be on game pass and now they're like okay you know how is this going to work? And again, like the Game Pass thing came out, but I, yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen with with any of these. Megacrit, the developer of Slay the Spire, um, you know, they said that they're they were using Unity, and now they're going to move to a new engine and start all over again. Crazy. They said, yeah. uh, despite the immense amount of time and effort our team has already poured into development on our new title, we'll be migrating to a new engine unless the changes are completely reverted and protections are put in place. Dude, no one's going to be using Unity anymore. It's crazy. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So on top of all that, then this the next day they closed their offices because there was a bomb threat that was made. Um supposedly now it hasn't been there's nothing official it was from one of the employees of that um that part of that branch of unity so yeah i don't know um but it's it's all it's followed apart man it's a mess so it'll be interesting to see if they do walk back any of that it doesn't seem like it um it seems like they're more doubling down saying like no, like you've got it all wrong. This isn't affecting you when it clearly is and yeah. will. So, um, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. At the end of the day, if I'm if I'm reading everything correctly, a big company with plenty of money who's making plenty of money off of a game should have no problem if they had to cover this. But if if the indie people, the smaller devs, and people making freemium games, uh, this would turn a flop into potential bankruptcy absolutely 
Absolutely, yeah. If they, I mean, if if they get hit that those thresholds and then have to start paying for these installs, like there are a lot of companies that are worried, like saying, like, okay, we put, you know, if you're gonna just give bill us, like it's gonna be a bill. It says here you owe us this. It's not gonna be like, you know, here and there. It's it's gonna be a giant bill. It's gonna come at them, depending on what they've made and how they pay out their developers. Like, yeah, they could absolutely go bankrupt from a game becoming semi-popular it's crazy so one more thing about that i did see so unreal uh engine put out a statement saying um we there are no charges for if you come use our engine like there's five percent uh after the first million dollars in revenue so he said like if you make one million one dollars on a game you owe us five cents like that's what they 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 tweeted out and it was just like come here come use unreal engine so i'm sure yeah. we'll be seeing a lot more games on on that engine in the future that is that's way more reasonable it is a much better relationship between the developers and the game engine company absolutely all right let's move along ps plus uh the new catalog update was announced so starting on september 19th if you are a part of the extra and premium uh, subscription service you can get near replicant 13 sentinels ages rim sid meyer civilization six star ocean the divine force sniper ghost warrior contracts two odin sphere life i think i got that one right unpacking planet coaster console edition this war of mine final cut cloud punk contra rogue corpse tales noir Call of the Sea, West of Dead, Star Ocean, Integrity and Faithlessness, and Paw Patrol the Movie, Adventure City Calls, all if you have the extra plan. If you have premium as well, you get Star Ocean, First Departure R, Star Ocean, Till the End of Time, Star Ocean, The Last Hope, and Dragon's Crown Pro. What are your thoughts on this lineup? That's, that's I hate to say it, a very weak list I uh, for my taste. Yeah. Dude, as, okay, so you're coming off a huge controversial announcement where you're raising the price. And this is, again, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to be like, wow, this is, we're here. Here's some big games coming at you. Garbage. They give you a bunch of garbage. Um, so, yeah, very weak lineup. I think, like, for me, unpacking, like, I'll probably play that yeah. one. I've played it. I've I've played it and done it 100% like three times, but now I could get trophies for it. So Yeah, yeah, unpacking would be cool. The only other one that really speaks to me there is maybe Paw Planet Patrol. Coaster. Oh, yeah. that was... <laughs> that too. Yeah, Planet Coaster was my other one. Yeah, I haven't played like a, a good like theme park builder in a while. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's funny that you and I had the, the same ones. Um, and I, I know Nier Replicant is, is a very good game and everybody loves it, but... Um, it's not, it's not for me right now. All right. And then while we're talking about PlayStation Plus, let's talk about Game Pass. So the Game Pass Core, which was previously Xbox Live, announced their 36 core games that they're going to have offered. So you subscribe to this service. It's $60 for the year, $10 for a month, and it nets you 36 games like that are available all the time and they will be updating them a couple times a year it said they are real fast here we go among us astroneer celeste dead cells descenders dishonored 2 doom eternal standard edition fable anniversary fallout 4 fallout 76 firewatch forza horizon 4 gang beast gears 5 golf with your friends grounded halo 5 halo wars 2 Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Human Fall Flat, Inside, Limbo, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Overcooked 2, Payday 2, Power Wash Simulator, Psychonauts 2, Slay the Spire, Spirit Fair, Stardew Valley, State of Decay 2, Superliminal, The Elder Scrolls Online, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Unpacking, and Vampire Survivors. Now that's a list of games. Makes you feel bad for Sony. Dude, I would be very happy with just those 36 games. Yep. in um for the for the core thing there are so many fantastic games on this list yeah i mean there, there are games on this list that i've wanted to try out for a while like grounded 
Um, Limbo and Inside, I have played those great games. Human Fall Flat, been wanting to play that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you could just, you could literally just play, like, um, Slay the Spire and Vampire Survivors for six months and be content. <laughs> like, just yeah. those two games, you know? Like, uh, throw in a little Power Wash Simulator, some Hellblade, some Gears, dude. It's like, it's a good lineup of games. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know what Golf With Your Friends is particularly but i think everything else on this list has to be like an eight out of ten minimum right yeah exactly and it's got something for everybody you got forza if you want to do racing or like um you know psychonauts for platformer slay the spire for a card game like super liminal puzzle game like it's got everything you got your shooters in in gears and um halo so yeah it's a it's a great game, and then I mean Fallout Four. You could just go and play Fallout Four or Fable for hours. I'm sure. So yeah, it's a really cool, uh, amazing list that they're offering, and um, yeah, for just sixty dollars for a year, you could just you could have all those games and potentially new ones somewhere down the line. All right, that's it from me. Do you got anything else you want to talk about? Nothing else. We've covered it all. We really did. We've been we're we're at, we're at uh you know we're close to an hour here. We talked about a lot of the, the highs and lows uh, this week. Some 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 big highs, some big lows. And now we're going to go, um, you know, just hang out. So thanks so much for checking out this episode of Gaming News Weekly. Um, you can find this show as a podcast, anywhere podcasts are found. Like I said, GNW, type that in. I promise you, you'll get this. You click download, you click subscribe, you get all the podcast episodes Straight to your iPod Nano or your Zune. I don't know how that works. Do Zunes still exist? Maybe. I don't know if they make new ones. Yeah. I don't even know how. I don't think you can get podcasts on a Zune because that was a whole different thing. It was a, a iPod, which hence podcasts. It wasn't a yeah. Zune cast. Were there Zune casts? Sure. This is a whole Probably thing. Probably not. Not by name. <laughs> um. Or check out the the premiere video edition. Uh, you can find that on Fruit Lab. That's a, a great website where you can watch video clips, post video clips of, of gaming content, whatever content. And um, you earn uh, pips. It's a cryptocurrency used to, uh, you know, you buy video games. I just cashed out. I got $100 for PlayStation Plus. I'm going to use towards Spider-Man 2, baby. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, or you can just check out uh, the old faithful YouTube Find this show at Pop Culture Playground. You can find Full Clip Pimp and His Wares over at GameFacts, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, and then check us out on Instagram uh, or TikTok. Daily content over at those spots. Keep you informed on all the things that you need to know about. Um, what else? You bet on? Uh, you been doing anything on Twitch lately? Not a lot, but man, I'm gearing up. I just bought the uh, China DLC for... Uh, car mechanic simulator 2021 Ooh. i'm thinking of just doing a stream where i redo all four cars nice go check him out on twitch uh full clip underscore fl over there building cars and breaking hearts <laughs> um all right i think that's it right did we do everything that's everything all right sounds good let's get out of here we'll see you guys next week <laughs>